Hey there, friends. Welcome to the Inventory Genius Podcast. Today's episode is a really interesting episode and a little different than what you typically find here on the podcast because I'm taking you behind the scenes to a conversation that I had with one of my Profitory Mastermind participants, Becca. Becca's been working with me for a couple years now and most recently has joined the Profitory Mastermind. This is an amazing group that I open twice a year where I work one-on-one with clients and work with them in a group setting to build more profitability into their businesses. Some of Becca's goals included paying off debt, building more margin, and taking a consistent paycheck. And one of the ways she's going to accomplish that this year is through off-price buying by bringing in closeouts and off-price inventory into her business model so that she can increase margin and ultimately profitability. I really wanted you to hear this conversation because Becca is really smart when it comes to off-price buying, and she shares a lot of nuggets that you can take and implement in your product-based business, your retail business. So enjoy this behind-the-scenes conversation as Becca and I explore off-price inventory, and how to bring closeouts in to build maximum margin in your product-based business. All right. How are you? I'm fine. Excited about off-price today. (laughs) Should be good. All right. As you guys are heading into the room here, um, we're doing something a little bit different. We're taking up this hour of or it might not take us an hour, 30, 45 minutes <laughs> um, here of our open mic coaching time, office hours time. And um, Becca, who has been in the invent- boutique workshop, then inventory workshop, um, and in the mastermind now for a long time, she's been hanging out with us for a couple of years, um, really enjoys the conversation around off-price inventory and buying off-price liquidations, closeouts in order to build margin. And so we were um, just recently talking on our group call in the mastermind. And um, Becca, you mentioned that your goal for next year is to buy everything off price. And I was like, I love that. <laughs> so, um, so I thought we, it would be really nice to come into this hour today or this time slot today and just talk to you about what you mean by that, how you're going to approach that, how you've done off price buying in the past. Um, because it really does make a difference on the profitability when you can add automatic margin into your business by buying really good deals. So Becca, let's just start with what kind of business you have. What do you sell? How long have you been in business? Tell us a little bit of, um, the background for those who will be joining that don't know who you are. I'm Becca and I own an unlikely pair PEA are like the fruit and I am a shoe boutique, mostly online. I I'm very event-based as well. Um, I have been in business for six years, full-time three, full-time three years. But prior to starting my own shoe business, I um, went to shoe market and bought for my uncle's business for probably uh, 12, maybe 12 to 15 years total. Um, And things have really changed. So my uncle was, did retail shoes, but also bought lots of off off price and closeouts um, and offloaded container fulls of goods, not just shoes, but diapers, Hanes t-shirts, you name it. He was big in the off price um, business. So I should have listened six years ago when I started and started with closeouts, but the new flashy things got me, but I do plan to go back or really do it. I want to do all closeouts in the new year. I do still buy closeouts here and there, but not, not as much. 
<laughs> yeah, well, actually something you just said, I think is the biggest hurdle in retail because when I mention off price or liquidation, closeout buying, I think right away, a retailer, a small retailer feels like, oh, I don't want to buy old stuff. Yeah. I don't want to buy miss it. <laughs> I want to, like, I went into retail so that I could really create the mix that I like and I can go to market and all of these things. So that seems to be the biggest hurdle and why retailers dismiss. But your products are gorgeous. And I think it's a great case in point that you can, you can be picky and choosy and you <laughs> can create a collection, but get really good deals. So because you mentioned yeah. that, tell me how you've come around with your mindset. You knew that you margin have this opportunity, <laughs> the margin. Um, yeah, and I mean, shoes, shoes have never, shoes don't really get 60%. You're, you're pretty much getting 50% margin. The shipping, the increase in shipping is eating into your margin now. Um, I mean, you mostly have to order cases of shoes. They come packs of 12, mostly from the West coast. I'm on the East coast. The shipping is killing me. Yeah. Um, and just like retail now we're overloaded. So are all the, the vendors, they want to offload inventory. So they're even offloading current goods for a little bit of a discount now. And your customer's not going to know if it's off season, my customer anyway, she's not yeah. fashion forward enough to be like, Oh, I think that shoe was from spring of 2022. You know, yeah, she won't know it's still new to them. Yeah. Yeah. So the margin has really been what's changed your mind, yes. knowing that you just had to have that margin. <laughs> so let's talk about just your numbers a couple of minutes here, and then we'll, um, we'll go back to like how you find off price and just some suggestions you might have for people that sell things besides shoes and handbags. Um, would you be willing to share, like we, you and I, you're, we're working in the profitory mastermind, you're in the <laughs> group and you have some really big goals with your business, some of which is debt, right? Like we're going right. to do that. Would you yep. be willing to share some of the wins that you've had just in the last couple of months? Yeah. Um, with the mastermind. So yeah. I personally like, it's hard. It's lonely sometimes being your own boss and in your own business. So I really enjoyed the mastermind and accountability, especially to Sierra. It's kind of like having a teacher and you have homework. Yeah. <laughs> um, I have everything on a spreadsheet. My debt, I just paid off because I had a very big show. I paid off the remainder of a Shopify loan. And it was about $4,500, which is huge because yes. don't get a Shopify loan. It really ties up your cash flow. I know they're easy to get, but now just, I just paid it off what two, barely two, not even two weeks ago. And you can, I can already see a difference in not having that little payment yes. come out okay. when I have a sale. So um, that's a win. I love all the girls in it. We collaborate really well. We bounce ideas off of each other. Um, trying to think it, it really has been really good. And I hate to say it, but I've been slacking a little bit because I travel a lot for shows. So I have a lot to get caught up on in December. <laughs> yeah. You, I mean, you, you travel a lot. You're moving yes. because of the business model you have. You don't have uh, brick and mortar. So right. you do a lot of shows pop up. Mm -hmm. events. Yes. Yeah. So yeah. It's hard but to... it's just, it's nice to have that group to come back to. It is. Yeah. And I think that focused you on like, once we laid out everything together, like, okay, here's the debt. Here's where you want to get with your paycheck. Here's where you want to be with profitability that brought you back to, I'm doing some off price anyway. Why mm -hmm. not just do all of it and get that margin and, and keep it? Yeah. And yeah. I kind of like the hustle of it and the, the asking the vendors for off price and some vendors 
don't freely let you know they have closeout lists. So if you don't know to ask for it, you're not, they're not going to be like, here's the line sheets. Plus here's our closeout list. They want full price, just like we do. Um, and I have been working with one vendor that is awesome. They're rebranding, changing their name. Okay. So any, he has sent me stuff on consignment, um, that they just want to get rid of. So I took it to every show I had this fall and I, all I have left is maybe 12, 12 pairs of shoes and it's sandals. So I was able to get really good margins in that, not pay for it. Then I, he shipped it to me. I didn't have to ship it back because we sold through it all. I mean, I think building really good relationships with your vendors also helps. Yeah. So let's talk about the off price. And there's a couple things that you said in that, which I think would be good starting point. So relationships, being willing to ask, you know, if you have a brick and mortar, when someone walks in, you don't say, hi, come to the back to my clearance rack. Let me yeah. Like you don't, you want people to buy what's in the front of the store. And I think, you know, you mentioned that with, with our vendors, they're not going to necessarily show you what they have, but they all have access. They all have boutiques that have promised to purchase who have and gone out don't. of business that canceled orders. They all have excess inventory. So you said asking and developing relationships. Let's talk about each of these. So asking if someone's interested in off price for whatever store, a home and gift store, shoe store, women's clothing, kids clothing. What, what what's a good way to start I'm looking for off price? I have just gotten to the point where I just ask all my vendors, do you have a closeout list? We shoes, we call it closeouts. I think clothes, they call it off price, same thing. Um, and then in the shoe business, also they're getting far few and far between now, but there were, were specific vendors who only sold closeouts and they would have all brands. You know, Nine West isn't around anymore, but Nine Met West, Steve Madden, Betsy Johnson. So they would buy big brands, shoes in huge lots. And then you could also buy from a closeout vendor. Okay. But, they're, but mostly right now, I just go straight to the vendors. Okay. And ask asked. them. I just ask. Yeah. Some say no, like Chinese laundry, they will not sell to you current. I haven't asked in a little bit, but they want you to take all, which means if they have one style of shoe and they have 2,700 pairs, like you have to take all. Whereas a lot of vendors will sh- sell you closeouts and case packs too. Okay. So it's just, yeah. It's so just asking. Yeah. Just yeah. asking. Yeah. How do you get over? How did you get over the fear of asking? Cause that's what I hear a lot too. I like, think I in the beginning ask. I didn't want to ask cause I was like, Oh, I have to buy full price, but I developed, I, I really am a relationship person. And thankfully to my uncle, I developed relationships through him. So I think I got the courage to ask the vendors that I knew through him first for closeouts. And then I'm like, why am I not asking everybody? The margin on this is great. And everybody has access stuff. They might not bring it to market. You're not going to see it in real life a lot of times, but they'll send you a list. You probably have seen it a couple of seasons before. Yeah. I just ask. I don't care anymore. <laughs> yeah. You care about <laughs> your margin. If they say no, they say no. <laughs> yeah. Right. I think we, it's, it's so freeing actually, when you get to that point in your business where you care more about being profitable and building a real business than you do about what someone might say about how you're doing that. Well, we just and I that. just recently I canceled on one of my very good vendors a lot of fall, but he knows I I order and sell well in spring. So he understood and I filled with some of their closeouts. So I really yeah. do think just developing relationships helps. Yeah. So let's talk and about I don't the like relationships. To cancel. I don't like confrontation and I don't like to cancel orders, but being in the mastermind, I'm like, this is what I have to do. 
<laughs> yeah, what you have to do to survive and yeah. you want to chip away at your debt and you want a paycheck and you have big, yeah. and what's the point of being in business if we're just serving our vendors and we're super serving employees and customers, but never serving our Ourselves. own needs as the owner. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so relationships, what would be some, um, cause I think this is a bit of a foreign concept, especially if you're a, in apparel retailer, yeah. fast fashion has just taken over relationship building because you can sit down on a screen and you can just order and get it. How do we start? Well, like, how would you encourage someone to start building relationship? I think market is huge. Um, I know there's fashion going all these places ordering online, but if you don't go to market and touch and feel, have some FaceTime with, with the vendors, shoe, the shoe business is a little different. It, it kind of functions a little more old school than okay. the apparel business. So those, a lot of those guys have been around forever. They like the camaraderie. She market's smaller, but I going to market is huge. I'm not totally sure about the clothing vendors. I know when I've looked at clothes, it's always someone different every time. Um, but I would say try to get one key sales rep and develop a relationship with that person. And then email, text, call, you know, what do you have now? What's coming in? Just really yeah. getting to know them. Yeah. Just asking. Yeah. Getting to know yeah. them. Yeah. That one key relationship you mentioned, that's important too, because you've, you've said several times now, I talked to so-and-so and asked him, or he knows if I cancel, I'm going to do this. Yeah. Like your people know your brand and that yes. they do, they do want to help each individual retail retailer succeed, but they need to know about you. Right. So if you just sit behind like a fashion go site and order, and nobody order. knows you exist. Right. Yeah. yeah. Which I think it's sad market. I don't think it's dying, but it's just changed. And there is nothing like a real relationship versus emailing back and forth to someone you've never met. Yeah. So important. Okay. So, um, you're, you know, you've kind of been around the off price industry for a long time because of your uncle. (laughs) So it's not as scary to you and you've seen opportunity, but there are those of us who would be really like, it just seems really foreign. And I don't know if you have any other ideas or tips that could, I just say, go for, ask for the the worst they can say is no, they're still going to want your business fine. You don't buy anything close out, but you'll probably still be buying something full price from the, from that vendor. Um, I just say, just ask. I yeah. was timid in the beginning. So I was like, oh, I'm supposed to be buying all of this full, you know, brand new stuff. And it also did help that one of my uncle's very good friends. That's all he sold was closeouts. He had a warehouse full of everyone's closeouts. Um, and he also would pack and hold, which I don't think any clothing vendors do that. But if you can find a company that packs and holds, if you buy something off season, they will pack and hold it in their warehouse. It's guaranteed you, guaranteed to you. You don't pay until he ships it, and it, you're not tying up your inventory dollars yet or your space in your warehouse. Yeah, and they know they have a sale, and, and they have a sale. And I don't have and to keep. I pay by it. check. I'm a reliable. That's unheard of now, but. <laughs> yep. I just think that that's such a relationship based operation too. Yeah. For those guys. Yeah. So Becca sells shoes and handbags. We sold clothes. So if any of you are listening and you're like, I just don't see how this would work for apparel. It does. <laughs> so the, um, the retail business that I built was an off price boutique concept and it was all clothing and accessories, women's clothing and accessories. Um, and I did the same thing as Becca. I just would call and I would ask. So if I wanted a brand like Barefoot Dreams was one that comes to mind. 
called the actual business. So didn't order online, made a phone call. Here's what I, you know, here's what my business concept is. Here's where I'm located. Here's what I'll do for you. You know, I always pay up front. Um, we would try to take, you mentioned at the beginning of the call, people, you know, like Chinese laundry wanting you to take a whole, you know, slew of everything, like clean something out. Um, a lot of times in clothing, it's much smaller grouping. So we would take product that may, was maybe broken size runs, try to be the really easy business to work with. So I would say like, I'll take your broken size runs um, or I'll buy 50% of what you send to me, whatever you can do to make yourself really easy to work with. And they did do pack and holds. Now this is, you know, several years ago, <laughs> but we would, if they would send us a closeout list, I remember like Romeo and Juliet was a clothing brand we worked with. They would send us a list and then we would say, okay, we'll take this in September, this in October, this in November, and they would pack it up for us and then just ship us, you know, every 30 days a collection. So I think just being really willing to ask to work on being flexible, you know, with the vendors to be creative with them. I always think of it like our customers, if they walked into our store and said, Hey, I would all buy all your clearance. <laughs> um, I'm going to come in, you know, to every, you know, first and 15th of the month and I'll pay you. Like we would work with someone who wanted to buy stuff off <laughs> from us. Um, and our vendors will do that too. So being super creative like that. I feel like um, it, okay. A it, couple of the ladies have had some thoughts here. I do think it's side. gotten easier right now. The times we are in to ask for closeouts too, because everyone is overstocked. I mean, they I'm are. getting emails where before you never got emails like, "Hey, thirty percent off all booties," or twenty percent off like vintage Havana. They have clothes, jewelry, shoes. They've been sending emails, which that was that's new. That was unheard of. You used to always just have to ask for for it. Yeah, we used to buy vintage Havana. That was one of our clothing brands that we well, bought. She sent me a new line sheet and I was like, well, I'm not gonna buy anything new, but do you have any closeouts? And she sure enough sent it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They so. Because, so what happened was just like we've all had, or if you're online social seller, you had a, like a weird 2020 and then a great 2021. So all of the vendors did also. Yeah. So they were just like, you know, you guys all had awesome sales they projected their sales based on what you just did. So they, a lot of them over manufactured for this year, thinking it was going to be like last year, sales slowed down. They have excess inventory. They're all adjusting their cash position, just like we are, but in bigger numbers with more comps. <laughs> so yeah, so they, they have inventory. And I think, um, just being really willing to have a conversation on the phone or in person at market is important to establish that relationship. I know one of the gals on the call here said, and mentioned like <laughs> the companies seem to go through reps really quickly. And I think that's just the nature of business right now. People don't stay, but just being willing to fight for your business and say, you know, I worked with so-and-so she's gone, who can be my new rep. Um, one thing I found, I don't know if you've done this, Becca, I'm sure your uncle did, but projecting out what you're going to sell and then bringing that to your rep. So we would do that a lot and say, hey, you know, last year we sold X amount of, let's say vintage Havana. This year we're projecting, we're gonna sell that, you know, this is how big of a customer we're gonna be for you. So what can you do for me? For, like yes. anytime you can come with numbers, it's huge. And he would be able to negotiate on the pin, you know, pennies, what things to buy. Yeah. He had huge margins because he was buying take all you know, he had the capital to like, if Chinese laundry had 30,000 pairs, he would take all and then broker it out. Yeah. Which is a whole nother industry that I think is fascinating. Yes. It's just Very a different, so. I don't want to call it skeezy. It's just a very different 
because I mean, sometimes he'd sell to big lots, which, or he did a lot TJ of selling or... to TJ Maxx and Marshalls and Home Goods, but overseas, like in um, Italy, and so it's fascinating. Yeah. So speaking of negotiating, let's talk about negotiating on the off price because we can go deep just because someone <laughs> sends you their off price list. Everything's ten dollars does not mean you need to even pay ten dollars for it. Which, so some layers here. So let's say you've established a relationship. Have you ever negotiated an even better deal than what yeah. they sent to you? The one, my, the guy that is, that they've rebranded. Cause well, I'll say, okay, if I can sell off this amount that you send me, will you discount it more than what we initially said? He's always willing to, he, they okay. want it gone. He doesn't want to sit yeah. on it either. Yeah. Um, he was really easy to negotiate. I've negotiated a little bit with Corky's cause I'll buy um they which if you don't sell shoes that's a a good place to start with closeouts they always have a closeout list okay and it's not really a secret that my rep will send it with all the other line sheets too and they're already pretty a pretty low um but I bought a bunch of sneakers and I I kind of bought all that he had left in one style and he he took took some more off a little bit more off all they can say is no just like this week, can you go ahead and honor or honor your Black Friday sale on Tuesday? Well, no, you can come back on Friday. You know, they can say yes or no. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. I think yeah, just asking and not being afraid of no. Yeah. Um, I heard a coach say this once, and I love it. The more no's we get, the more yeses we get, right? So if we hear no a lot, it means that we're asking a lot, which means we're going to get a lot of yeses no. as well. That's true. <laughs> yep. So if we yeah. don't hear a lot of no's, it's because we're not asking. And we yeah. need, you know, and that's why we're not hearing the no's, which means we're not hearing the yeses. So just and I, to being in Florida, I can buy off season because we wear summer all year, really. That's another thing I think it's hard to get used to. Sometimes it's off season and you do have to buy it and hold on to it. Um, I think that's probably the nature of clothes too. Yeah. And when you do, I mean, you can really start to adjust your open to buy as you get more forward in your cash position and profitability planning to purchase off price you can buy it and you'll have more margin that gives you more opportunity to purchase and hold better deals yeah and the more cash you have the better deals you get it's just the nature of it so I like we yeah. hear all the time you know people that have money just seem to make more money because money and having cash gives you opportunities which is huge right now like building a strong balance sheet and getting rid of debt and building a profitability for what's coming next year, we'll give all of you guys the opportunity to take opportunities when a lot of other stores can't because they just don't have the money to buy the deal, which is going to produce more money. I see all the questions popping up. <laughs> yes, so many questions. Okay, so let's jump over there. Um, so at market, are you having conversations? That's a great question. Yes. When you go yep. to market, do you? Yep. Market online, phone call, text. Hey, something's about to ship. Oh, send me your clothes outlets too. You know, that definitely a market. I think they know you. They'll get to know you and your brand and your personality and at market for sure. Okay. So what would that look like if someone's never done this before, but they always visit their same brand at market? Like, how would they have that conversation? What would that look like? I would look at new still if you're interested, but I would also say, hey, I'm I'm looking to buy some closeout pieces to have bigger margins do you have anything to offer if they say no I don't have it with me then I always would say can you send me a list okay and they always have a not always but they have a list I don't think that most brands carry it 
at market their closeouts. They want you yeah. to buy them new, but they have a list. I took a friend's daughter. She wanted, she thought she wanted to start doing it. And this was two, I don't know, maybe three years ago now, two or three years ago when she was doing clothes. And I was like, Cameron, you need to ask for off price. And she's like, what does that mean? So we talked about it. And then he sent her a list. Well, she was getting 30% off stuff that was only six months old. That's awesome. So just ask at market. <laughs> now, um, and a question, then we'll go over, um, Wendy and Anne have a question too. When you, but on pricing. So when you're buying off price, are you still marking it up? I'm marking it full price to start. Okay. Yep. Sometimes so I mean, maybe I'll take five or $8 off, but yeah, I'm, this is also something I want to talk to you about. I want to start it at full price, but then discount it faster. And so I can turn it faster. Interesting. That's so good. I don't know how okay. it'll work, but Corky's I do. I keep theirs at full price. So you buy, let's say like for your, your friend that you took to market, she bought uh -huh. right away at 30% off. She could she mark did. that full price. She didn't get all the way full price because she was, she's so young and new, but pretty but close. I had her have, yeah. And then it, she would have faster room or more room faster to discount it, mm -hmm. turn it quicker, which is turning her cash into more cash, then go buy, buy more, more off price. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Very interesting. Um, okay. And asked, so do you ask for additional discounts at market as well? It got pretty yeah, good. And, you know, people always at market, I, especially now I heard I didn't go to Vegas this last time, but they, I guess there was a lot of deals. Always ask what's your show special. If it's free shipping, if it's 5% off, if it's terms, anything, yeah. I always ask if they have a special, a lot of times they don't, but if it doesn't hurt to ask all they can say. And no. then you can ask for more, you know, <laughs> yeah. if they have free shipping on $500, you know, would you be able to do free shipping on 350 or, yeah. I mean, you can always, like you said, they can always say, no, yes. <laughs> I can't. I just went into um that handbag guy that I introduced you to with yes. the fry bags. Yeah. So I went to visit um we used to work with him when we buy off price inventory way back in the day. And I was in his office in Salt Lake and he said, Sierra got this amazing deal on fry handbags are gorgeous. So he was showing them to me and I said, you know what? I think you should give me one of those because of all the introductions that you know, just kind of joking, but not really joking. He's like, sure, take one, right? That's another like, just ask him. That's another thing. Yeah. Can I have a sample and pre-sell it? Or yes. if I take a picture here at market and come back the next day and have an order, can I borrow? I've taken vendors, shoe vendor samples back to my hotel room, done a live, and then come back and written an order the next day. Again, that, I mean, that's open stock, but but they, they're willing to help you. Yes. And they want your sale just like than you want a sale. Think. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Wendy yeah. said, do you find it's more temp brands or showroom brands that do the discounting? So I don't, for shoes, I don't buy, like, I don't buy Pierre Dumais or Kochi, I think, or coconuts. I don't buy any, of, not coconuts, that's Matisse. I don't buy any of the, I don't know the correct term. I don't buy any of those kind of brands. So I don't, I can't answer that, but all the brands I buy, except Shoe Shop has started not doing closeouts. They say yes, they have closeout lists, except Chinese laundry is very weird. You have to take all. He has, they have a very, very old school owner. Yeah. So he wants you to take it all. He wants to sit on it before he wants to discount it is what I've learned, Bob. Yeah. But, yeah. I don't, I think it's probably any brands. I don't think it's. I would say any brands. Yeah. And, you know, like you mentioned, someone um, that you're working with is rebranding. Like there's different reasons that they might have closeouts too. Mm -hmm. They're rebranding. They overproduced. You know, Nordstrom cut their order. That happened yeah, a lot. That's they huge. Boxes. Jessica yeah, Simpson, take it and don't. 
So right now with Jessica Simpson, I get a text just about every day for my rep. Hey, hold, open stock, close out because they, DSW bought Jessica Simpson from Camuto Group and they're not doing the volume they used to do with Nordstrom. So she pulls from their inventory. Yeah. They just want it gone. They want it gone. And they need cash out for the next mm-hmm. season to be producing too. Yeah. And with so- Jessica Simpson, it's in stock. It's current goods. They're on our website. So that's so interesting. Um, speaking of being on the website and being current goods, this is kind of a similar point of the conversation, a little bit different, but um, let's say you buy something off price, you market full price, but the store down the street, or maybe the actual website of the brand has it listed out as, as a discount. Do you care about that with your customer or do you just Not care right about now. your own pricing? I just do my own and your customers and the, the industry we're in they want to buy from you anyway they okay. they like you they like your personality they like your customer service if someone said hey I saw this at Dillard's and it's on sale can you honor it well yeah of course I can because I it's a closeout and I have a lot of margin in it if it was yeah. a full price item I might not be able to match um a big box store but how often does someone actually price shop not very rarely because they no. see it and they want it they want it yeah I mean, think of the limited time we all have. For the most part, we're not going to find something in a boutique and then sit down and try to price compare. I think we think that our customers think so much more about us and what's going on with our business than they actually do. And we read into things for decision-making way too much. So they like that you support their charity when they ask, or you donate to their kids auction or they, I mean, Again, relationships. That's what I love about having a store is I love that my customers have become friends or yeah. <laughs> someone will see me out and be like, oh, that's a pair girl or whatever it is. Yeah. They want to buy from you. Yeah, so they I do. Worry about so much. I mean, I know we do, but, and try to find brands that aren't sold in big box stores, which is, I know sometimes impossible. <laughs> yep. But also you can ask, not necessarily for closeouts, but do you sell to Amazon? Or what are you selling to Dillard's this season? Can I buy what they haven't bought? Okay. Is another good. Some, a lot of brands, shoe brands have pulled off of Amazon, but you can always ask what they're selling to the different places. Yeah. What they're, what they're doing. And that's where those relationships come in because your rep will start to look out for you or give you And they get to know your store and they'll be, they'll direct you like, don't buy that. Your customer's not going to buy that. Yeah. Which a good rep will do that. Yeah, want you to sell they products. Want, you yeah, come back they, again. Yeah, <laughs> just like we do with our customers, when yeah. we say, "Hey, this shoe is not going to, you know, fit no, you well, you. or whatever, or this pair of jeans like that brand." We do that because we also want our people to come back. We have to yes. think of ourselves as the wholesalers think of themselves instead of you know having such a separation there. Um, Wendy asked about um, off-price market. Have you been to the off-price I market? Have. But it's been a way long time ago. It so, was uh, Vegas several, several before, way before COVID. I went to the off-price market. They did, if I recall, they didn't have a lot of shoes, but that is where I found one of my luxury handbag vendors was at off-price. Um, I had just started doing the luxury handbags and I ran into this off-price vendor and he, we started talking and he sent me stuff on consignment to start. Then I proved my sale or I bought, I'm sorry, I bought outright a small amount first and then he started shipping me more and more on consignment. They've they've merged with another company, but that's where I met, kind of got started with 
my first handbags before I met my number one supplier now. Okay. Yeah. He so was in the off price show. research. <laughs> yeah. And it's not, it's not fun. There's no music. There's not free drinks. It's kind of just really basic. <laughs> it was, I think the Vegas one, they moved to the convention center now though. And okay. then I also did off price when magic came to Orlando okay. and there were shoe vendors, but that was interesting. They had some with Nike and he's like, you can look under the table, but don't put them on top of the table. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'll say yeah. like for my days and off price, there used to be, and when your uncle was like, really, there was a lot of shady characters yeah. in the olden yeah. days of off price. <laughs> a lot of weird stuff, you know. Cause they're buying um, so cheap. Like I remember he sold, I want to say it was like 30,000 Hanes t-shirts for like 50 cents or something ridiculous. And you just get a different customer buying that stuff he yeah. also did sell a lot of off-price shoes to Samaritan's purse they would buy them for like a dollar 25 that's awesome you know what I remember yeah. in my off-price days um I mean people buy anything so that, that's what's so interesting too so I would buy stuff sell it I did brokering and things like that but there was a company that would buy all mismatched pairs oh. and containers and send them overseas because third world didn't countries matter. want they didn't care they didn't care like, they didn't care. So, I mean, and that they would buy for what, a quarter a piece or something, but there's like a buyer for everything. There so really truly is. And I remember he did diapers. Like that was another big thing that stuck out was stood out was diapers. Very yeah. weird, random, anything to get rid of. Yep. <laughs> anything buy to get rid of. Which brings me to the point of let's talk about being more creative in our businesses, because I think we start out with the idea. This is what my store is going to look like. These are the brands. This is the person. But in times like these, you know, we have, there's a lot of recession conversation. It's been harder for small business this year. The businesses that are willing to be really creative are the ones that will survive. Really creative with a strong balance sheet. So let's talk about just being creative, getting out of our own head of what we thought our business would look like and really focusing more on what the customer's buying, responding to price points. Have you had to change price points? I've definitely come down. Okay. Yep. That's why the importance of closeouts, you could still try to get full margins and it discount it faster. You'll still get, you'll still get a good margin. I mean, yeah. the closeouts that I was buying from BOG that they're rebranding, I was, I would pull up the sales sheet from a show. I, I was getting 75 to 80% margin because I That's marked awesome. them full retail and usually at a show, they're not looking for a deal. They're there to shop. Right. Then I knew yeah. when I came home, I could offer them to the girls in my private group for a discount. Yeah. And get rid of the rest of the and size run. Of and, yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So just being willing to be creative with your price points, the brands, yeah, how the, many things. For sure the brands. I, I think in the beginning I got stuck on, oh, I only want to carry this and this and this. Um, but I started doing shoe shop before shoe shop was anything. I met the rep in this tiny, she, she reps a lot of lines, but she was at a P Atlanta apparel market in this tiny, tiny little space. Well, look at shoe shop. Now they're huge. They're technically a brand now. So, so I crazy. say walk all those back aisles. Just, just look, take a day to look at everything. You don't know what might catch your eye or. Yeah. Collect business cards. Yeah. I like using market as, um. I don't know, just a research ground. Mm -hmm. Like if yeah. you can go to market just to see what's out there, look at new brands, collect business cards, meet people. It's yeah, just research. <laughs> yeah. I say so leave good. with 
lead with closeouts. If you've never done it, try it. Just try it next time you go to market. Yeah. Give it a shot. Um, let's see. Megan asked, how do you do your drop shipping? I don't drop ship anything. Okay. So Becca doesn't drop ship. I would. Okay. But drop ship, let's talk about but that. Some brands will, if they have open stock, but kind of case by case, Jessica Simpson will, because I've been a long time customer, she'll do me some solid favors every once in a while. Like I shipped a big order to California for a show and I had her split it between the customers. Okay. Was, but it's not, te- it's not really dropship. I've already bought it, owned it. Yeah. It's just being more flexible with you on delivery options. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's kind of that pack and hold conversation, like asking what the vendor can do for you to make your business a little bit easier yeah. and cash flow easier. And but because I do about- so many shows, I've gotten my vendors to ship direct to a show so that they're not shipping it to me. And then I'm turning around paying the yes. shipping to, ship to a show if it's not drivable. And again, it's just having that, that ask in that relationship. Yep. And the ask. Yeah. Drop <laughs> shippers though. I was thinking about this. Um, Megan, and for those of you that are listening that do drop shipping, they also own too much product. Yeah. That's a great way. Go to them and ask if you can buy their, you know, so they, they drop ship, they, you know, I'm thinking like Avenue shops and some of these guys. So they have a warehouse of product, hoping that all their retailers are going to sell through it, but they also have excess. Something didn't go as good as planned or people, whatever the case in point might be. And they might have excess inventory that you could go and purchase at a discount to clear out their warehouses. Maybe you could buy samples from them. We did a lot of sample buying. Do you buy samples at all? So shoes, there's only one. Okay. (laughs) So I don't buy samples, but I've had vendors send me samples and I sell off their samples. Yeah. Um, And I have Jessica Simpson in the spring, a little more into the spring. She's shipping me every, even if I didn't put on my spring order, she's sending me samples so I can have a photo shoot. Okay. And then I'll start selling them because I'll have them with me. Yep. And you can sell through them. I can't sell samples because there's not two. (laughs) They're not there. (laughs) Sure. Sure. I see what you mean. Yeah. In apparel though, you know, all the designers, especially if you work with some of the smaller designers, um, apparel designers, they have samples. They might be all mediums all the time, but we would buy them kind of like you buy a mystery box. We just take, I'll buy all your medium samples and they'd send them to us once a month. We get a hundred different things and it's a fun rack. You buy them for five bucks put them out there for 25 or whatever. Your customers love it. Great margin. I think when I visited Wendy's store, she has a whole rack of that. I love that. She buys, I I don't know if it was a mystery box or sample, but they were all marked down because the margin was so high. Yeah. Yeah. So get really creative. I mean, lots of different areas to build margin in. Um, Buying out, you know, talking to other boutiques. If you, have you ever bought shoes from another shoe business? Yes. Yes. Okay. Let's they, talk about they that. Were closing. They were closing. Okay. So she offered me all of her. Um, it was a boutique that had two stores in town and she went down to one and I bought all what she had left at the end of her big sale. And she, I learned this from her. She also sells her clothes to a consignment store in town okay. and the consignment lady buys them in bulk from her. So I thought that was interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I bought all of her. It was Johnson and Murphy women, women, Johnson and Murphy. Dolce Vita and one other brand, whatever she had left when she closed her doors, I just bought it all for nothing. And then just offloaded busted sizes. Yeah. So just, you know, size runs that are complete. Sometimes you get stuck. I always get stuck with sixes. 
So I know my girls that buy sixes and it's always on sale. <laughs> yeah. They love your store because yeah. it's always, yeah, good deals on size six. So. Um, what other thoughts do you have on off price or liquidations, closeouts? Have we covered I everything? I just asked, or I've never done this, but you, you triggered my a thought. I don't know if you, if someone, if you went in as a group, like I'm, took all, like say someone had a thousand sweaters and there's however many of you and you bought them all at half price, but then could split it up. Yeah. Someone like a co-op co like co buy. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I would be willing to do that with shoes if anyone wanted to try shoes or. Yeah. So I don't know. So maybe if you have some boutique besties that you know have a similar style yeah. and you've really been diving into off price and you get one of those deals, like a Chinese laundry deal <laughs> where it's just way too many for your store think creatively, like, who could I split this with? And then offer less, you know, go back to that vendor and say, yep, we'll take them all, we'll take but all. I need it all for yeah. five bucks, or yeah. I need it for 75% off of wholesale or negotiate yeah. down. And you're all, we're all in such different markets and territories. You're not going to steal your customers or if anything, you're going to cross promote and probably gain some new customers. Yeah. Too. I think I'm trying to think what else I love. I, I like it. I'm excited for the new, I really just want to get rid of everything I have in here and do off price. Yes. <laughs> I'm just excited to see the margins and the, and honestly, the cash flow. Yeah. Too. So it will be so good. Okay. So let's talk about your goal of everything off price. How are you going to <laughs> stay disciplined? Cause I, you know, to, there's to some really of my buy vendors I've already prepared. Like I'm going to go pretty much all off price. Um, be so Matisse, I have, I sell really well, their spring and summer line. So I'm not going to cancel those, but I filled with off price from them and they have okay. current, they have stuff that's still current. So I'm going to just ask every vendor I know that what's your cost out list. <laughs> and if it's, if something's too much and it doesn't fit that margin quota that you want, yeah. You're going to say no, or what, what are, what's your plan? Uh, yeah, you I see that beautiful thing. <laughs> what I, I love, I love market. So I think I will be, it will be hard because I love to go to market and see all the new. Yeah. But that's not the big money maker. So, yeah. You know, even if I fill with one or two new special pieces. I think would work too, because I'll have so yeah. much more capital to buy it. <laughs> yes. That'll be so, so nice. And I think you'll yeah. love, you know, it, um, talking to a couple of gals, uh, Candy and Jesse, when they really decided on the price points, like we're not going to buy above this. We're not going to buy above this, whatever that looked like in their business. It became a game. I was just and about the profitability to say, was so rewarding. That's what kept them locked in to and their to goal. See the number, like when I sell stuff with the 75, 80% margin, I'm like, why have I not been doing this all along? <laughs> yeah. And that's not normal. That high margin is not normal. It is because he is trying to just literally get rid of anything he can. Yeah. Um, but I know Naughty Monkey and Not Rated, she does a good closeout business. Um, and I, I'll probably meet and find some new vendors that I never would have thought to go to or ask. Yeah. So I'm excited for February shoe market. Yeah. I'm excited to see what you do with and your that financials shoe market, next year. They're the, the big, they're again, they're getting smaller and smaller, but the closeout guys are all in one end of market. If they're, if they carry multiple brands. So they're the guys buying all the Chinese laundry. So then I'm buying through them. They have one little section, which I pay attention to, but not, I usually go to my one guy gym, but now I'll just, 
really look at their booths more and more too to see what they have and see what they have and you can bring in things that maybe you wouldn't normally bring in like I could bring in a lot more dress or um just things you wouldn't normally bring in because you have the margin there to try it yes you have the room for the risk Mm -hmm. yeah because when you're buying there's just no room for risk and so if you're running really tight on cash and trying to readjust your course you know whoever's listening because of the way that you bought before or managed your numbers before it just takes a little bit of time to you know switch (laughs) switch courses get the ship turned in the right direction but then as you have more and more margin you can be a little more risky and have fun trying to bring in a a new category or a new brand or a new style, something like that. So, and like the guy that Sierra introduced me to it's fry handbags. Well, I've never been able to bring in fry boots. They're too expensive. They were very, they used to have a very high minimum opening order. Well, if he gets fry handbags, he might get fry boots one day. So I mean, again, just talking to the, and I'll probably depending, we've been playing phone tag, but maybe he'll send me a sample or two of the handbags and I can sell them and then give them an order. So I just think right. there's relationships. I feel like that's what I drive home. Yes. <laughs> get well, off your, you know, don't I text, to... don't email, but really get to know them. Yes. Get over the fear of talking on the yes. phone and get yeah. to know people. Yeah. yeah. Um, when I was talking to Kevin, the guy that I introduced you to, I just asked like, tell me what, you know, he works with a lot of big box TJ and, you know, big box uh, off pricers, but a lot of small retail too. And I said, tell me the, tr- like, tell me what you're seeing on the retail front trend wise and everything. Um, and he said, you know, Sierra, if I had to start over today and build a new business, I would build a brick and mortar off price yes. business. That's what he built. Cause he's like, there's just, there's Everyone so many opportunities. Deal. Yes. There's opportunity and people love a deal. So be creative with your vendors, be creative with your customers and just, yeah, don't be afraid to ask, to try to build those relationships. So good. Um, one question in closing, what do you do with your product that you don't sell? Right. So well, if anyone would with like to buy all of my size sixes, I'll give you a really good deal. <laughs> I sit on them like y'all do. And I mark them way down. I buying 12 cares, 12 pairs of shoes you end up with busted sizes I I usually always end up with the six left so I just I have to do what y'all I feel like what everyone else does is just keep marking it down and marking it down I donate mine twice a year to a charity here a women's charity here in town too once it gets to the point where I cannot even sell it for ten dollars or something I just I donate it and take the tax and benefit. take the ta- yeah yeah or or also what I do is I set some aside and when someone wants a donation for a school auction or you, they need a raffle basket I use that old stuff so I'm not cutting into my new stuff because we all know that you don't really get new business from those things but you don't want right. to say no to your customers so I use a lot of that I have I just I have a little section where I keep everything that's been there forever and I'll pull from it or I donate it okay so just or I'll sell it to anybody. Take all for cheap. That's right. Take all for cheap. <laughs> Call <laughs> Becca. She has an off-price section yeah. too. <laughs> oh, oh she said so- she is a size six. She's going to check out your site. <laughs> Maybe she's your new girl. Yes. <laughs> You'll get um, good deals on size I sixes forever. So a couple of the girls in our group, some of the off-price that I got that he shipped me on consignment because I still had it. <laughs> so. Yeah. I'm always happy to help y'all find a shoe deal or split a case pack or I know people don't want to get into shoes. So 
Yeah. But if you do decide to get into shoes, I would certainly suggest reaching out, talking to Becca because she'll have a good pulse on uh, you had mentioned Corky's would be a good brand. Like mm-hmm. ask her if I want to dabble in shoes, how do I start with the lowest risk possible Yeah, before you just go into, you know, go into a and blind. You don't want to bring it, but this is interesting too. I just got an email from Sam Edelman. Well, they used to have a giant minimum opening order. She emailed and I was like, okay, I just want to, I'm curious. So I asked her for a closeout list and she said she would. And I said, do you have a large minimum order anymore? And she said, no, because they want, they need to sell too now. They don't have to. Yeah. And they're looking for new accounts. Upper echelon. Oh, we're not going to sell to you without a $25,000 minimum opening order. And I think it was like $5,000 guaranteed every quarter is what they used to be. So, yeah. So good. So yeah. Oh my goodness. Anne is also a side six. You know what? Oh, you might, just from this group listening today, you might end up having a place to move all your side six. I'm a nine, of course. Is that the That's a number size? one seller. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So I have to buy my full price from you, but oh, well, that's okay. Let <laughs> me go first. Um, all right. Anything else we need to share with the group today? Thanks for listening. Go you guys. Yeah, this was fun. Yeah. I would just encourage people, like really there should be not a single retailer listening that doesn't have some sort of off-price element in their business anymore. You have to be buying some of your product off-price. Even the big, the the well-known brands have off-price. I'm talking about clothes too. Yeah. And everybody should have some off-price. It just will really help offset that margin when you do have those clearance, those marks, markdowns and get creative, talk to your drop shippers, talk to the bigger brands. Um, you know, like Becca just mentioned, they might have changed. Maybe you tried to buy into a big brand in the past and it was out of reach for you, but you know, who, who knows what's going on in their business nowadays. So ask questions, go to market, meet people, use market for research, make phone calls, be persistent with what you need for your business and negotiate on the deal you've already negotiated on. I can always free, get some more. I'm always like, just give me some free shipping. That is a huge thing right now. <laughs> yeah. Especially in True. shoes or like home goods. Yes. So home goods stores really struggle because that is so expensive to ship any of that bigger product. So negotiating. I like Corky's that. too, Good because too. they ship from Arkansas and I'm in Florida. <laughs> But most brands for me ship from the West Coast to the East Coast. So anything like free shipping or ship on your own account to earn the deeper discounts. Don't let them charge you the shipping. Yeah, so good. So set up your UPS or your FedEx account and use your account to ship product. Because you'll start to see that they were really marking up shipping. There's a reason it's called shipping and handling. Handling. (laughs) The handling can be quite expensive. You don't want to pay for that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm really excited for you guys to um, keep following um, the conversation here. We're going to turn this into a podcast too. So if you're listening on the podcast, um, Becca, I want to have you back in a couple months because okay. like I, like we started today, you're really being aggressive up. with yes, <laughs> with margin and paying off debt and becoming profitable. And I want to keep sharing that conversation with people to encourage everyone that's listening that we can be really smart with retail. We can be smart women here and um, really make it worth our while to be in in the retail business. I did learn just this week. So the girls where I have my shoes, they have a clothing boutique and they used to be buyers for Steinmart, which if you don't know what Steinmart is, it was an off price store. Well, she just told me the other day that she used to be the contemporary buyer and would buy Trina Turk off price. That's a huge expensive brand. So yes, if as far as clothes, and I'll keep an eye if I ever see any clothing, I will let yeah. y'all know. 
I know that vintage Santa did. So yeah, so <laughs> yeah. good. I'll be I'll be excited to report in in a few months. Yep. That's, yeah, we need to look at. Uh, we'll have to pull and look at your margin when we started kind of having this conversation in October, and then six months later, when you've really, I mean, you've always had some off price, but when you really dove into it more, yeah. I'd love to see the the overall margin growth. That'd be really interesting to share. Because right now, I am still trying to get rid of old. Old. I'm over inventory too. So yeah, yeah, a lot of adjusting, but yeah. it's going good. You had yeah. an awesome event. You're really close to your sales goal for the month, which will be the I, biggest I've month you've ever had. Yeah. Well, I exceeded the sales goal in our mastermind on my spreadsheet because I wasn't sure what to expect in Sarasota, but I will. I've already had the biggest month ever now because of that show. And I'm 4,000 away from a $50,000 month, that's <laughs> but amazing. that's not closeout. The bag margins are not there. Yeah. So. But, but that will also help with the bags as you deepen yeah. the margin with the closeouts and the shoes, it'll help offset the margin with the bags. Too. And I can buy deeper. The more I'm making with the shoes, I can buy deeper with bags, which I earn a, a discount the more bags I buy. So yeah. All good. <laughs> I <laughs> Thanks, love it. This was fun. Well, everyone's cheering you on in the no, comments. Hey. So <laughs> if anyone Thanks ever has any questions, you can reach out to me too. I don't, okay. I'm happy to, especially shoe questions or closeouts. <laughs> And I'm going to actually email this out to all of the inventory workshop members too. So everyone should follow you on Instagram. What's your Instagram handle? And unlikely pair P-E-A-R like the fruit and the luxury pair P-E-A-R like the fruit. Shoes is the, an unlikely pair and bags is the luxury pair. Okay. Yeah. So follow Becca, cause it's just really fun. You do a lot in your stories with your travels and it's fun to see all the beautiful (laughs) products too. And I go, I go to a totally different market than y'all go to for shoes. And a lot of people, I don't think realize that a lot of shoe vendors at shoe market are not at apparel marts. So that's fun yeah. too. <laughs> so it'll be fun to follow your journeys this year. Okay. Well, okay. thanks for hanging out All with right. us. Y'all have a good week. <laughs> All right. You too. And thanks everyone for joining. We will see you guys later. Bye. Bye. Hey friend, thank you so much for tuning in today to the Inventory Genius Podcast. If there's something that you heard today on the podcast episode and you wanna dig deeper into becoming an inventory genius yourself, I wanna invite you to head on over to my website, sierrastockland.com, where I have multiple ways that you and I can work together on your inventory. I wanna help you with your profit, your cash flow, and your paycheck, because at the end of the day, it's all related to your inventory. So head on over to the website, connect with me, I'll work with you soon. See you then. Hey, boutique owner, do you use Square for your point of sale system? If you do, I want you to listen up. This is so exciting. So a lot of times we hear all about the kinds of websites you can make with the other POS system, but we don't hear a lot about Square. Well, Alyssa Tolufson designs beautiful Square websites. That's right, she can fully integrate your Square point of sale system with a beautiful website that will function for you. And the best part is she's a boutique owner herself, so she totally gets it. Her look, her design, it's gorgeous. And not only that, she's really, really good at SEO, which is another important piece to make sure people find your website and shop it. So if you are interested in having Alyssa take a look at what you've got going on with Square, then head on over to alyssatolefson.com. That's A-L-Y-S-S-A-T-O-L-L-E-F-S-O-N.com. Alyssatolefson.com. Take a look at what she can do for your Square point of sale.